Become a Leslie's Pro member, and with almost a 1,000 locations conveniently located less than 3 miles from your service route, you can quickly get in and out and take care of your customers. Get Skimmer, America's number one pool service software platform. Listeners of the podcast can try Skimmer for free. Visit my website, swimmingpoollearning.com, and click on the Leslie's Pro and the Skimmer banners to learn more. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Hi, welcome to the Pool Guy Podcast Show. In this episode, I'm going to continue my series. It's actually part two of a two-part series on why your filter pressure may be low or why you're experiencing low PSI. And I'll go over some more common causes and I'll go over some uncommon causes also. And there are some strange things that can happen the cause of low PSI in the filter gauge, and I'll cover most of those here for you as well. Pool Service Pro, open a Leslie's Wholesale account today and receive wholesale pricing on products you use every day. Leslie's Pool Supply offers convenient locations that are open seven days a week. Another great benefit of opening a Leslie's Wholesale account is Leslie's referral program. Get referred to a customer looking for weekly pool service. Save time and money and grow your pool service route and become a Leslie's Pro. And I'll start off today by talking about something that's pretty obvious too. It's about as obvious as something stuck in the impeller. And that is the pump O-ring being worn out. Now this could be the fact that it's stretched out a little bit. Now if you have a whisper flow, when you take the lid off, if the O-ring falls off the lid, it's more than likely worn out. If you have another pump type, maybe you can see that the O-ring is kind of swelled up. And if you have one of those giant Hayward or Jandy pumps with a really thin blue O-ring, those can get stretched out really easily because of just the design of that lid. So you want to make sure you check the pump lid O-ring. What I like to do is lube it up with some magic lube if I can, and then I'll put it back on really tight. And of course, if it's worn out or if it's loose or if it looks cracked, you want to replace that because the pump is not going to activate or pull the water properly with an O-ring that's not sealing the pump lid onto the pump itself tightly. So if you check the impeller and it still looks like the pump is struggling to pull water and the PSI is low, I would definitely check the O-ring to make sure that it's intact. Sometimes the customer will go out there and clean the pump basket, and this has happened to me several times, and they'll drop the O-ring somewhere, put it back together, and then you're puzzled and you're there for 10 minutes trying to troubleshoot it, and then simply what it is is the O-ring is right there on the ground, you don't even see it. So the pumplet O-ring is really important. And it's one of those duh things. I've done this myself where I take the lid off. I'm checking the impeller. I put the lid back on. But I never kind of think, hey, is there an O-ring on there? And this is something that happened to me on at least three occasions where the customer went out there and changed it. All three of them were whisper flows because O-ring was getting old and loose. And they just, it just fell on the ground. They didn't know any better. This one of them called me. and was like, hey, my pump's not priming. I don't know what's going on. I went over there and that was the problem. So that's definitely a cause that shouldn't be neglected. And on rare cases, and I'm talking pretty rare, maybe this has happened two or three times to me, the pump actually will have a hairline crack right where the pump lid goes on. And you may try to get it to seal and you put a new O-ring on and it's still not sealing. Look carefully at the pump around where the lid goes on. And sometimes there's a hairline crack there and that will definitely cause air to be sucked in and cause the pump not to be priming. And of course, it would cause low PSI as one of the symptoms. Now, the Hayward Superflow pump is notorious for having a, a diffuser that goes bad. And if the diffuser is not working, of course, you're going to have very similar symptoms where the water is not being able to be pulled in properly. 
It's not very common for the diffuser to go bad in a pump. So I'm gonna say that's not a common problem, but these are things that could also mimic the impeller being clogged up. Sometimes you have an air leak and this will definitely cause the PSI to drop low. Where could the air leak be coming from? A lot of times if the water in the pool got low, that means that the pump the pump was running dry and it was pulling it wasn't pulling the water in and it was getting really hot. The pump can get extremely hot. So if you look at your pump, you'll see there's some threaded parts of the pump so that you can install it easily. So there's threads on the front and there's threads on top. And you may it may be threaded into a union and that's fine. It may not have a union. But those threads actually can get hot from the pump overheating. And then they're going to melt or shrink slightly. And this is where some air can get pulled into the pump at this point. Now to fix this, you'll have to replumb the top and bottom of the pump usually, or the inlet and outlet, I should say, of the pump. Make it a little more clear for you. If you have unions, sometimes the O-rings in the unions will actually get so hot from the pump getting hot without being pulling, pulling water that they'll actually stretch out. And so just changing those O-rings is a good way to get everything sealed again. Again, if there's unions on the front of the pump or even on top of the pump, sometimes those unions come loose from the vibration of the pump. So I usually tighten those up first to make sure they're tight. Sometimes the union is just a little bit loose, pulling, letting air get in there. But sometimes the O-ring inside the union has worn out and just changing that solves the problem. So if the pump has unions, definitely check to make sure they're tight and check the O-ring inside there to make sure that it's intact and that it's lubed up well. And it's really easy to do. You just unscrew the union with your hand or tighten it with your hand, you know, really tight with a rag. And that usually solves the air leak if there's unions on the pump. But if it overheated and those threads melted, then there's going to be air being sucked in there. Now there's all ways of testing this. People use shaving cream. They'll put a match next to it. If the smoke gets pulled into it while the pump is running, then there's an air leak. I'll just assume that if I see water dripping or if I see that, you know, what, what I kind of do, and this is my little trick that I developed, I'll take a plastic grocery bag and I'll tie it really tight around a threaded part of the front and on top. And somehow this the, the regular grocery bag, the thinner ones, will actually seal the pump and you can actually see that that's where the leak was coming from. You can also use contractor grade electrical tape on there. Not the little, not the black electrical tape that you get at Home Depot, but contractor grade silver electrical tape. You could tape the threaded part of the front of the pump and the top of the pump, and that will, will seal it. And then you're going to see that the PSI maybe was at five and now it's back up to 20. And then you know that there's an air leak coming from the threaded part of the pump. So that's a pretty common problem when the pump overheats because the water level got too low. Something's got to give, and the threads are the first thing to kind of melt and let air in there. And usually there's a leak, water leaking from the top of the pump, which is a good indicator that the front of the pump is kind of weird, but a leak from the top will be an indicator that the front of the pump probably melted, and the water leaking from the top or from the front itself is a good indication of that. Again, to solve this, you would just have to replumb it, replumb the threaded fittings on there, and you can get a Granger high heat one for the top of the pump and the front of the pump through the gray PVC and most suppliers carry that particular um, high heat kind of threaded um, fitting for the front and, and inlet and outlet of the pump. Sometimes it's something as simple as the weir gate being stuck in kind of like a closed position. So the weir gates sometimes get debris in there. They sometimes wear out. So the weir gate is a flap that's in front of the skimmer and you can see it if you look at your pool you have it'll be the weir door basically a weir gate and sometimes it gets stuck in the closed position or it's not fully open. 
and that stops water from getting into the skimmer, and this would cause the pump to have low PSI as well. I'll just touch on a couple of other ones that I noticed. One of them is the suction cleaner hoses. If you have a suction cleaner, if the hose is pulling any kind of air in there, it'll cause the PSI to be low while it's running because the air is going to impede the water flow through the pump. So check the hoses on the Almanac cleaner. You can usually hear air being pulled in. Check all the connections of the hoses. And here in California, another problem that happens is the raccoons, for some reason, like to chew on the hoses, and so they'll bite the hoses. And typically, you may not hear it because if the hose is kind of not all the way out of the water where the hole's at, but usually I'll pick up the hose and just check it. The way I check the automatic cleaner hoses, I have the pool running, and then I'll take the hose that's closest to the wall or skimmer where it was connected, and I'll lift it out of the pool one piece at a time, and I'll be pulling the cleaner head towards me as I'm doing this, and I'll lift all the hose sections out of the pool, and I'll listen for any air that's being sucked in. And sure enough, a lot of times when I'm pulling the hose out, I'll see the raccoon bite marks on the hose, and then you can hear the air being pulled in to the cleaner hose. So a suction side cleaner can be a source of an air leak. And the other thing on the suction cleaner that can cause air to get in is the canister lid. So I mentioned that I like canisters for the cleaner, but of course they come apart so you can clean them. And sometimes the O-ring, all of them have an O-ring in them, and sometimes the O-ring is worn out or the lid's not on correctly, and air will actually be sucked into the canister. You can usually visually see this. You can see the canister kind of rising out of the pool. You can see the, the hoses filling with water, and then everything sinking, sinking back down. And then the same thing happens again over and over again. The canister kind of rises a little bit. The hose behind it rises up. Then it goes back down. And you'll see the pump pulling water and air at the same time. And you'll see the pressure gauge kind of fluctuating from 5 to 20 back to 5 again. So very common for this to happen. And I guess I'll give you one last tip on how to check for an air leak. This is since I mentioned the cleaner being connected and having air in there. One good way to check for an air leak is to get your manual vacuum hose. So if you have a 50-foot vacuum hose, go ahead and connect your manual vacuum head to it as if you're going to vacuum the pool, and then connect it to the skimmer. And what you're going to see happen is that you're going to see the pool PSI go up to 20 and go back down maybe to zero, and then back to 20 when you have your clean, when you have your vacuum hose connected. Because if there's an air leak, it can't pull the water the extra 50 feet. And that's kind of a good way to diagnose an air leak because once you pull the vacuum cleaner hose out of there, the PSI may go back up to near 20 and it may not drop down because you have the full, you have the pool fully primed at that point. The time you're going to notice that it's not priming is when the pool turns off overnight. If there's air getting in there, all the water will drain out of the pump basket. And then when you turn on the next day or when it comes on the next day, it's going to have a hard time priming because air is in there. And here's a few more odd things that could cause you to have very little suction in the skimmer. And that is a cracked skimmer line. This does happen on occasion. And I've run into this two times in recent memory where the skimmer line actually had a crack in it. Now, you may experience big water loss or maybe even just minor water loss in some cases. But one thing that you will encounter is that the skimmer is just not going to pull the water properly with the crack there because that crack is actually letting in some air and that's going to cause problems with it pulling water. So technically it's an air leak of one kind. It's not an air leak where you can actually visibly see it. 
And if you checked everything for the air leak, you can't find anything above ground, it may be a good idea to call in a leak detection company and they'll definitely check the skimmer for a leak. This is, of course, very expensive. In my area, the minimum charge you're going to get for a leak detector is around $500. And then they're going to pressure test everything and they'll be able to isolate the leak. And then, of course, you're going to have to replace the skimmer. And this could range anywhere from $1,400 to $3,000, depending on where the skimmer is located, how much work is involved in removing it. And, of course, if you have bricks around the deck or if you have flagstone, they'll try their best to match it. But it's going to look like, of course, something was replaced at your pool. But there's no other solution at that point but to replace the skimmer. And cracked skimmers are not uncommon because if you ever saw a pool being built, one of the things that you'll notice is that the last component that's there before they fill in the deck is the skimmer. And it's kind of exposed there. And it's one of those things where they can't really do much at that point until they get it inspected. And then they fill everything in. And so... There's possibilities of it cracking during the construction, but there's also possibilities of it cracking when the ground shifts and when things happen. And maybe the age of the skimmer also is a factor if the pool is really old. Something else that would cause this to happen where you're not getting full suction is if the Jandy valve is over-rotated. Now on the back of the Jandy valve, on the back of every valve, even the Hayward and Penta ones, there's a tab that prevents someone from over-rotating the valve past the point where it can close off the line to the pool. Now, sometimes customers will turn the valve violently. Sometimes they'll send their teenager out there to turn off the spa and turn back to pool mode. And sometimes they'll over-rotate that jandy valve, break that tab off. I have a video on my YouTube channel about that broken tab on the jandy valve. And it can be a very dangerous situation if they over-rotate it to the point where it closes off the return line to the pool and this could cause the filter to explode, and it could even cause death in some cases. Now, this has only happened to me one time. I was at a pool where the customer's son had turned off. Well, they had water features, and they had a valve controlling him, and he had over-rotated the valve because he snapped the tab, and the off was right on the return pipe where no water was returning to the pool. Now, this was a Sunday when they had their party, and just by chance, I do the pool on Monday. And when I got to the stop, I turned on the equipment because I always turn on the pool equipment to check everything and to get everything running. And I saw it was a Clean and Clear Plus 420 filter. And right when I turned on the pool, the filter pressure spiked all the way. It was going up past 30 to 40 and it kept going. And I quickly turned off the pool at that moment. I can actually see the tank kind of bulging a little bit and expanding. I turned everything off and then I looked at the equipment to see what was going on here. And, of course, I saw that the return line where the water features was was completely closed off. And it was fortunate because if I didn't service that pool that morning and I wasn't quick enough to turn that off, the filter would have exploded, of course. I probably would have been injured. But if the family was, you know, if the pool turned on and I wasn't around there and someone was back there, it could really have been dangerous and it could have caused some serious injury. So that's the only time I've run into where someone had turned the jandy valve past the tab and turned off the return. It just happens when they do the suction also. They can turn overturn it, and I've had this happen where I'm like trying to figure out why is this pool not priming properly? Why is the PSI so low? It'll prime, and it'll stop, and then the PSI goes up and down. And then I look at the jandy valve, and I see that it was over-rotated, and part of the suction is closed off because it went past the tab. So this can happen. 
always make take a look at the valves to make sure that they it does have the tab on the handle so it's not going to cause a problem and if it's broken i would definitely replace that jandy valve handle right away because you don't want anyone to overturn that particular suction line or return line and it could be a dangerous situation so i've seen this happen also when the pool doesn't have a lot of suction you can see there can be a number of causes for the low psi and i think i covered most of them here for you so try to use this as your troubleshooting guide when you're out there and you notice that the pool psi is low and start with what i start with and kind of work your way through all of these and there are some other odd ones that may happen like something in the line that's clogging it that's something that's not very common but it can happen you can have debris in the jandy valve or a check valve but again, very rare in most cases. Usually it's one of the things that I mentioned here in this podcast. And of course, if you're looking for part one of this episode, if you're not subscribed to my podcast, I recommend subscribing. But you can find part one by going to my website, swimmingpoollearning.com. On the banner, click on the podcast icon. And then a drop-down menu of 1300 podcasts will appear there for you. And you can, of course, find part one there and listen to other podcasts at your leisure. If you're looking for my coaching program, you can find that at poolguycoaching.com. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Have a great rest of your week, and God bless. Real quick, if you're not using pool service software, try Skimmer free for 30 days at getskimmer backslash poolguy. Again, that's getskimmer backslash poolguy. Skimmer, everything you need to run your pool service business all in one app.